Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Fantasy Podcast. So out. With me, your host, Freddie Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Payne. Happy birthday to Dakota Kai and Colt Havana. Right. And with our other co-host, the Encyclopedia himself, Blackbeard. And gentlemen, does Eva Marie have your attention? Because it's time for the evolution. <laughs> Samoa Joe got everybody. released so Eva yeah. Marie can get a spot. That's all I'm going to say. Samoa Joe, uh, Mickey James. The Iconics. The Iconics. I guess we could throw Chelsea Green in there. Tell you one thing, even Marie is not iconic. She is Vince's eyes, maybe. I will make no sign for her when they finally release her. <laughs> Do you think she actually rustles now? She has to. Does she? My my question is going to be, who's going to be worse? Is it going to be her or Lana? <laughs> I saw those comments on four one one about that. Damn, because Lana yeah, is truly one. still terrible in the ring. So I'm wondering if she's going to make her look like Luthies, you know? Who's who's better eye candy? Lana or Eva Marie? I vote Lana, personally. I like the way Lana looks, but then she talks, and then I'm like, eh, you're less attractive. Yeah, I'd go Eva Marie on that Yeah, one. who cuts the worst promo now, Miro or Lana? <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to the same speech coach, then they should fire that person. Man, or acting coach, he's... whatever it is. He's really fallen from grades, man. This guy was like all the way up here in the sky. Everybody, oh, he's going to go to AEW. He's going to revolutionize. He's going to be a main event, and he is shit. He's going to win. He's going to win the TV title next week. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, Darby's hurt. There's no way they're going to let him beat Miro hurt. Right. So. That's horrible. All right. Well, I mean, Eve Marie. I, I, the more we speak about her, I think I think she's already got more attention than she should have already. Right. I agree. This is where I wish Stevie G could have been with us tonight because he would have went off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going to try and do an impression of him going off, but I can't because his rants go in so many different areas <laughs> I can't even comprehend. He'll, like, bring up the Denny's he was in three years ago, and then the WrestleMania he went to, and then it'll be, like, the Museum of Natural History, and then it'll be, you know, because she's and an ugly I, bitch. Or, and did I tell you I hate that bitch? Right. I mean, it, I, can't, I can't do a Stevie rant because I don't know where it's going to go. They're the best. They are the best. I'm actually going to check his Facebook because I got the sneaking suspicion he met the bitch once. I think he did. But, yeah. And for me, if I was within two feet of her and it would have been like my experience with Virgil, which Rob was also part of. You want to get photo? No, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> the guy can't catch a break, man. I don't know. I mean, at least she's somewhat attractive. I might've taken a picture with her, but I've been like, how much can, can, can I get a discount? <laughs> Is there a two for one? Can we split this? <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what, but I'll give you 20 bucks if you can do an arm drag right now. <laughs> can you name three wrestling holds? I will give you $20. Oh, man. If she comes back and she surprises us, I would be thoroughly impressed. 
I just don't see it happening. I mean, and here's the thing, and I defended her before, not because I think she's any good, because I don't think she's any good at all. She was totally signed, in my opinion, to be on the reality show, and they threw her in the ring fully expecting that she'd probably be a train wreck. I mean, she wasn't given a fair opportunity. That's a fact. They brought her down to NXT eventually, and when they did that, she was starting to show improvement, but then I think it was too little too late at that point. So I partially blame WWE for all her troubles, but at the same time, I could give two shits about her. I was going to say. Do you, do you stick her with somebody on the main roster for the time being? Unfortunately, she's definitely on Raw. We know that much. I don't know why they wouldn't put her back in NXT. Maybe she'll surprise us. Maybe she's been training. She wouldn't last two dude. She wouldn't last yeah, two seconds in NXT. Yeah. Come on. She she can't couldn't rest even if her wrestling improved fifty percent, she still wouldn't be good enough to be on NXT. She's not even going to be on the Raw roster. Yeah. And we all know what the Raw roster looks like. I'm voting naked pictures of Vince McMahon. And a goat or something like that. So, I'll, I'll bring this one up. So, we had, uh, this last weekend was the premiere of the A&E documentary on Macho Man. A lot of people on the internet are up in arms because it really painted Macho Man in a really shitty light. Uh, drug addict, uh, controlling ex-husband. Almost uh, abusive. Almost abusive, verbally abusive, like hella sensitive when it comes to people talking about him uh the whole thing with gorgeous george like it goes all over the place having cameras set up at her house that he could see from his house like it was crazy what did you guys think of it well i'll tell you what um after seeing the roddy piper one the week before and then moving over to randy macho man savage i was a little um like I said, I was a little disappointed. I thought they didn't paint him in such a positive light. I don't think they also paint I, – I, I'll tell you who really, in my opinion, took a beating is Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bischoff's wife basically did. painted her as like uh, you know, a weak woman who did whatever it was. Like I don't think they painted her in a positive light at all. And I'm surprised that they would talk to Lex Luger considering he had so much to do with her death. I mean a lot of people contribute – like I don't think he'll ever make the WWE Hall of Fame because of Elizabeth. Because people think he killed her. You know, he had a direct relationship to her death. That being said, I've heard the stories about Macho being very possessive and very, like, planning every move out. It's like, that's not new. Every time they said something negative, I felt like they tried to say something positive to try to, like, smooth it over. Like, they would say he was controlling it. But he was one of the greatest technicians in the ring. And and then, you know, he was really mean to Elizabeth. But he was – so I was like – I don't know. I thought they they paid um, Piper got a lot more respect, you know, and they really they really uh, pumped up his his um, his contributions and kind of minimized his negatives. Whereas I don't think they did what with Savage. And the other thing I'll say is, I find it fascinating. These are you can tell these are all WWE driven because they kind of gloss over the first part of their lives and they move them right into WWE. So. That the other problem I had with the with the Piper as well as the Savage is they had pretty big careers before they got there, right. and they kind of minimize like Piper. I, I think somebody said at one point um, he was in Georgia in the Mid Atlantic for like four years, and I think that was like all of ten minutes of the whole thing, and then the rest was all WWE stuff. So I, you know I, I think they're 
a bit slanted. But uh, you know, on the on the other hand, you know, my final say, word, I guess, is that you know, it's, they're very well done because they they cover a spectrum. But I think Savage maybe got the short shift on this one. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think uh, Savage definitely got the raw end of the stick. I was surprised that his brother was was on the dock because of how it painted Macho. Um, they may not see the finished product, so they may not know that. Right, that's true. And did you notice that Gorgeous George was only shown from, like, half her chest up? Not shown, like, anything else? I did notice that. I was like, hmm, that's a little weird. Maybe she's a little well. self-conscious. Right. Yeah. I actually, from what we've heard about him, not just on this biography, but prior, none of that stuff was that shocking to me. It seemed to me like they were trying to be as honest as they could based on people's perception of him. The first hour I thought was more glowing tribute to him. The second hour kind of revealed some of the dark side. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was fine, and the fact that Lenny Poffo even, even, there was one segment where even Lenny Poffo didn't really speak too highly of him. The, the guy definitely had an OCD problem. We know that much. So, I don't know. I watched it after the fact where people were saying the second hour was basically destroying him, and I didn't quite see it that way. I thought that it was probably a true indication of how some people felt about him. I mean, it all depends on who you have in, in those segments. The other thing is WWE is not behind these specials. It has come. It has been said that it's A&E totally that are developing these, so it's not really necessarily WWE doing another self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior type thing, you know what I mean? That one ought to be a blast. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I... I didn't have a major problem with it. I think we've seen the dark side for a few of these people before. Um, and as far as I know, Rob mentioned that there's not much focus on their prior history, but it's also a biography WWE. You know, A&E seems to be focused on that part of it. Uh, as far as some of the choice of people they did have, Bubba the Love Sponge? Really? Did they need some? Well, well, I mean, Hulk Hogan did call into his show and and talk badly about Savage a lot. So, I mean, they did have right. – he, he did kind of, in a way, fit into this. Yeah, but Hogan and Bubba the Love Sponge aren't exactly on the same page unless they've reunited since Bubba – Okay, so I guess Bubba – I see, I figured when I saw him, I was like, okay – Hogan probably didn't approve of this, or they needed somebody to pimp their wife out on the set for the other people to do the interviews. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I thought it could have been worse. I didn't think it was as bad as everyone made it out to be, but to each his own, I could see why people felt the way they did. Hey, Freddie, let me ask you a quick question before we move on. Sure. Did you see – you saw the Piper one, right? I didn't get to see the Piper one yet. That's right, right, well, I, had, yeah. I had a question for you, but if you haven't seen it, I can't ask you. But let me tell you what my thought was. Gotcha. In the very beginning, mm-hmm. in the first two minutes, they have, they have Vince McMahon on a phone, and he's pretending he's talking to Roddy Piper from hell. And I said to Anthony, I thought that was kind of disrespectful. Yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, he was like, you know, oh, is it is it hot there? 
is it hot where you are? Like, it, and then he goes, I'm only kidding. Roddy's not in hell. But I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you start like that? Like, it's not funny. Yeah. His family's going to watch this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't right. know. So I was, I was hoping you yeah. had seen it. And I wanted to know what your opinion is, but I can see you're not, you're not real thrilled about it either. So, yeah, no, that's, that's really weird. Like, I don't know, some of the shit that he does. I mean, he's one to talk, sense. right? I mean, he's not going to be alone. And, and if there's a hell, he's going to be there. Right. So, right. I mean. You, uh, you had a match with you, Shawn Michaels versus God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. You made Trish Strat well, thanks for that. But you made Trish Stratus crawl, crawl around the ring in her underwear. I mean, you know. Right. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he's one to talk. I just thought it was very. Um, I was very disappointed in how it started because I thought overall, and when it was all over, they're like, he was a good family man and he did this. And I'm like, then what what would he be doing in hell then? Right. Then why the fuck would you put, why would you start it with? Right. So I was was disappointed in that. You know, have a little more class. Yeah, definitely. Like you can, you can speak about him without having to go there. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest. I mean, the one, honestly, the one I'm not looking forward to of all the one of the ones that are coming is Shawn Michaels. And I'll tell you why. Because it really bothers me when people convert to Christianity mm-hmm. because that's all they talk about. Right. And where I'm coming from with that is, is all the biographies I've read, all the ones that have converted, there are chapters and chapters about how God is this and God is that. And I, I flip through them. I don't even read them. Because mm-hmm. that's your story, and I—that's fine, but I don't want to hear it. Right? It doesn't interest me. You know, I'm not—I don't really care about that part. So I'm wondering how much that's going to play into it. So I'm hoping it doesn't, but I could see it. Right. I, I want to see the one that they did on WWE Network, or the Two Dudes with Attitude. That one looks pretty good. I saw like the first couple of minutes that they showed on like a preview on the internet and it, it looked pretty interesting. So uh, I'm interested in seeing that. Okay. I guess sticking with WWE, um, what do we think about Daniel Bryan? Is Daniel Bryan done with WWE? Where do you think they're taking this? Cause he's technically now a free agent. I think money talks, man. I think he'll be back in some capacity. They're talking about they're throwing crazy amounts of money at him to get him to stay to not show up on AEW. So I think if if they're that invested in getting him in, they'll give him a little bit more creative control, maybe a little bit more say on some of the the creative with um, other guys, maybe giving them pushes or something like that. But um, I don't think he goes anywhere. What do you guys think? I think he stays WWE. I don't see him going anywhere else. I know that he's married to Brie. Brie has the reality show. I just don't see him taking that risk and putting her in an awkward position. And I don't think he has a problem with WWE. I think they put him in kind of the position where he's happy with the way things are going. He's not come out and bash WWE. All he says is it's time to wind down and maybe go to more of a part-time schedule. I, And let's be honest, how many times have we complained about WWE having part-timers, uh, too many of them? I think Daniel Bryan's one of those guys that the fans would actually be okay with him doing that. 
Well, I agree with you in the fact that he's not the kind of guy that's worried about putting himself over. So he would come back if he found somebody interesting that he wanted to put over. Like, I know he was putting over Cesaro and stuff like that. I think – here's my problem with this whole scenario. He knew his contract was ending, and he never said anything about it. If you were concerned about staying, I think you might want to be like, hey, guys, you know, my, my contract's ending. Like, why would WWE risk letting him his contract expire? Well, just because his contract was expiring, he – he had said in the media that, you know, his contract was running out. It could be that they were making him offers and he just didn't bite on it, or maybe he's got some sort of verbal agreement in place. I, I don't know. I, I I think that you're reading into it too much. Well, I could be. I guess maybe it's also wishful thinking. I'm hoping he does like a world tour where he does some New Japan dates, he does some AEW dates, he does some Ring of Honor dates, and kind of like wraps everything up finds all the opponents that he wants to fight and has that last go-around. be nice for him to go to Ring of Honor because he pretty much made his name there. You know, Maybe give them a little bit of a rub. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping he goes and does like the world tour. But I can see – I definitely can see your point. I can see him staying and doing a part-time thing, you know, like uh, almost like The Undertaker does, like you show up before WrestleMania and stuff like that. And I would, I'm all right with that. I, I think he would do the right thing when the time comes. He wouldn't put himself over. So I'm okay with that. But I'm, I'm just surprised they would let it even get to that point. I would be afraid of a day going by where he might, you know, they, AEW may say, you know, how much are they offering you? We're offering you twice as much. And we'll, we only want 12 dates, you know, and him going, well, you know, I could retire on that shit, you know, fuck the Bellas. So what you're saying is if WWE makes you an offer, that's it. It's not possible that Daniel Bryan just said, look, we don't need to do this right now. Because you're making it sound like WWE is stupid for letting him go. They might have made an attempt. We don't know. I think it's very stupid. If you want to keep someone, I think you you don't let them you don't let them breathe. You don't let them walk. Give the opportunity. So people to walk don't have away. free will now. Right. Uh, nobody's saying he doesn't have free will. What I'm saying is, when when I knew his contract was expiring three months before, I'd be like, okay, so what deal are we making now? What are you looking for? And I don't give him the opportunity to go free agent. If he's that important to your, and you don't want him to leave, you, you you hook him up before. It's just like any other sport. If you have a guy you don't want to leave, you try to get him before there's a bidding war. Because now there could be a bidding war for his services, right. and you don't want to get a bidding and war. And maybe he said, I'm not signing and while my contract's still going on. I mean, you're you're taking it as WWE made no attempt. I am. You don't know that. Well, we don't, we don't know right. what the story is. My point is... I would hope that if they really wanted him, that they made some offers. Because if they didn't, it's foolish, in my opinion. Okay, and you might be wrong. You know, if someone wanted to take you away from us, I would make sure we offered you to like a buck or two to make sure you stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get you a nice T-shirt. <laughs> name on it. Get you a beer or something. Make sure you stay. <laughs> I wouldn't. Nice, I wouldn't let another nice podcast t-shirt. take you away you, from us. You know, my contract <laughs> ran out about six weeks ago. Yeah, it was a three-year deal. Who are you paying us? <laughs> Because <laughs> obviously, look, we let Stevie get away. I mean, you know, come on. He wanted way too much, so we let him go. <laughs> He's our Brock Lesnar. He show, he <laughs> he'll, he'll show up for WrestleMania. <laughs> Damn part timers. <laughs> All right. Did you guys watch Blood and Guts? Yes. Yes. All right. and, and like many of people in the crowd, 
Bruce Sparks turned on the screen. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> apparently they offered refunds, and five out of 1,500, according to Melser, were refunded. I don't think Melser actually knows that. I found it very interesting that if WWE did it, he'd say it was probably half the crowd. Right. But Right, so what happened was they filmed the first hour, and they didn't tell the, the crowd that, right? So they were watching yeah. on a big screen like everybody and else. And that's where I think they goofed. Yeah. They should have been advertising, at least for the ticket sales. You know, this is... Wait, you watched that show, and that's where they goofed? Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. You you didn't throw you didn't throw Chris Chris Jericho on some mattresses and call that the worst okay. you've and ever all seen. I'm gonna say with that, and this is coming from the guy that usually used to take every opportunity oh, to bash man. AEW. When WWE's been doing it for decades, we're really gonna shit on AEW for doing the same thing and trying to keep the people safe. Wait. The only problem is with that is they're also hypocrites in the respect that we're still doing chair shots to the head. Well, wait a minute. First of all, they are 0 for two in pay per view endings. Right, over two. Second of all, all you have to do is shoot that from a different angle. Yes. And leave uh, leave our imagination. What happened to Chris Jericho? We don't know. We're gonna get a camera over there as they run the camera over there and they get a picture of him and the show. Now all week people are gonna be like, shit, what the hell happened to Chris Jericho? And then Wednesday show you open up with, here's what happened to Chris Jericho, and you can. Paint whatever picture you want at that point. Have him come out with a neck brace on and a broken leg and, or show him at home convalescing. You could tell such a better story without showing what happened. I mean, wouldn't it have been cool if they would have ended the show with, with the camera behind, like, MJF and him going like this and then just suddenly pushing Jericho and Jericho, like, falling backwards in his face and then you don't know what happens? I guarantee you the fans would shit over not having the camera angle for that then either. I guarantee it. There, 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 this was a no-win situation. I think the best option for them would have been, don't do the spot then. Well, I mean, look, they're they're trying to do something for dramatic effect, and I I understand that. On the other hand, there are there are better ways to do things like this. It's you know what I mean, like shoot it from different angles before you actually do it and see what happens. Find the angle that works best and then run it live. Same thing with, like, I don't understand how the explosions didn't work. Did they not try that ahead of time? <laughs> they did, and they confirmed that those were duds that night, that they, want, that they tested actually went off properly. So who the fuck knows there? But, I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, after you went, after you blew it on that pay-per-view, I think you had to hit a home run on this one. And the two problems I had with this show is it was the, that match was too long. They were killing time during that last commercial break. And second of all, well, I have three problems. Second, the first problem is no one sells anything anymore, but that's just a general problem. <laughs> second of all, it was too long, and third of all, the last spot looked like Jericho was landing on a bed. Like when Shotzi Blackheart did her thing, that's what it looked like. Right. For those that don't know, she did a uh, what did she do on Twitter? Yeah. She did like a falling backwards on a bed, like trying to make fun of it, and she's not wrong. It looked. Didn't look like it hurt at all. Uh, yes, Shotzi Blackhawk, who drives a fucking Hot Wheels tank to the ring every week. She's one to talk about shit looking fake. She can't even get a decent match out. Wait, are you actually defending AEW right now? I, I, who, who is this guy? Yeah, who are because, you? Because, I mean, when you got the WWE been doing I mean, how many times has Shane McMahon or Big Show or all those guys in hardcore matches... They went through the same thing where it looks on the top level like it's a table, and then you can see the padding underneath. This has been going on for decades. It's true. But 
you're supposed to be different than WWE. You're supposed to be like a different product, right? An alternative. Why not experiment with some different ways to do things like shooting a different angle? I mean, how hard is that? Point a camera in a different place. Like, remember what Shane's when he jumped off the cell and they shot it from way back in the crowd where you got the whole angle and you, yeah, and you saw the, the air, you know, parachute thing basket that he jumped into kind of the air deflate but it still looked more realistic than Jericho's like I feel like the way you guys were talking you can run you can have that same effect you put the camera underneath where Jericho's landing or from that angle looking up you get the angle of when he gets pushed right behind or right behind MJF you get the push, and then you get the angle of Jericho falling, and then boom. What I'm saying is they've got all this money, right? Tony Khan's not afraid to spend money. Hire a stuntman to set this thing up right. Right. You know what I mean? And make it look – or like I said, or don't film it at all. Have the last thing is MJF throwing him off the top and be like, uh-oh, we don't know what happened. The show ended. You wait, come back next week, right? Like Batman used to do it. Like the shows used to do it. What happened? Tune in next right. week. Now we got to tune in next week and find out what happened to Jericho. Yeah. I'm just saying they they have uh, for some reason they they like they do really well. Like a round and third, and then they trip. Right. And then they crawl home and they get tagged out at the last minute when it should have been really a, a surefire home run. I agree with you, man. Couldn't have said it better. You don't agree there, Encyclopedia? No, I don't. Have you been paying attention for the last 10 minutes? No. Apparently not. I have to tell you, when you talk, I just kind of glaze over. I'm just yeah, being honest. <laughs> Maybe that's why Steven doesn't come on the show anymore. Wait, we're talking hmm? about wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, were you speaking? And we'll never have to worry about him hearing this because he doesn't listen anyway. Yeah, well, we, he doesn't we watch half the wrestling anyway. You don't have to say we love you, Stevie, um, because he's not going to listen to this. Yeah, no, I'm not even worried about it. He's not going to hear it. So, speaking of AEW, the tweet of the week. I didn't even think of it that way. All right, so the social media post of the week was some guy named Bobby Leak, who tweeted out, Hey, AEW, can we get a happy 12th birthday wish for my stepson, Jack? He's a huge AEW fan. Check out his party cookies. Hashtag I'm with AEW. And he tagged a bunch of AEW guys. To which MJF said, so you want me, MJF, to wish a happy birthday to your actual, literal, redheaded stepchild. Do you even fucking know who you tagged? I couldn't give a shit about <laughs> you or that soulless changer prick. <laughs> Love it. Look, I'm is bowing. That, I'm bowing that, to him. Is that tweet of the year right there? That could be tweet of the sure. century. Yeah. Now... My question to you guys, though, is when is when is he taking it too far? When are people going to start going after him for There's it? There's no such thing as going too far. All right. The three of us feel that way. But you know that there's going to be some parent out there that, oh, little Jimmy got upset because MJF made fun of me. It's going to happen. You know what I would say? Have you watched AEW? Do you know MJF? You're asking for you, it. you mean parents are supposed to be responsible for what their kids watch? No! <gasps> bum, bum, bum. 
I don't. I think you can never go too far. He is living the gimmick. Yeah, he is. And he is maybe the best res- entertainer, res- wrestling entertainment guy right now. Because his ring work is solid. His his um. I mean, he, he has no money. faults, literally. I mean, he he could if he was bigger, like a bigger guy, he might be like the perfect wrestler. Like if he was like carrying Cross's size, you might ordain him the best wrestler right now because he's got all the skills. Right. But, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I keep wondering, like, how, what's his ceiling at this point? Because Kenny Omega's hitting it out of the park as champ. MJF is always hitting it out of the park. So what are our options here? Maybe he should be the one challenging Darby for the TNT title. At least that's something. The fact that the man has... He's going to get the world belt. But from who? Yeah, he's going to get the title you, by the end of the year. Whoever beats Omega. And who's beating Omega? Uh, I don't know. It's not going to be freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. That's for fucking sure. Uh, it's not going to be Pac either, but maybe it'll be maybe it'll be uh, Moxley. And then Moxley will lose it to MJF. So you think we could potentially see Moxley-MJF rematch? Yeah, I think within the next year. I think MJF will be world champion. I could see it. I could actually, I could see MJF winning it, but I think he wins it from Hangman Adam Page. I think Hangman Adam Page is the one that's going to topple Omega once and for all. Well, I mean, they just dropped Page out of the number one position, so he's going to have to work his way back up. And I think that was an attempt to buy time. I think they, because they got their ranking system that's supposed to be based on sport and everything, and I think they realized, oh, shit. We got this guy ranked number one, but we don't plan on him sniffing the title. We got to do something about this. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that, that's the one fault is they keep saying he was the number one contender. I'm like, then why isn't he yeah, getting a title? I was shot? wondering that myself. Right. What the fuck? What are we waiting for? Why is uh, why are we getting we giving all these other guys title shots and he's not getting his? So I guess him losing the cage kind of pushes him down the a couple of rungs. So on that note, we've mentioned a lot of superstars. And wrestlers out there, uh, MJF, you know, a hangman out of page. We mentioned Miro. We mentioned Eva Marie. So let's see where these people fall in our opinions. So on this week's 83 Weeks from Eric Bischoff, he mentioned his top five wrestlers he would want to start a company with. We're going to give you our take on it. However, we're going to take it one step further, and it's five men and five women. So, did any of the names we've mentioned tonight make the list for any of us? Oh, yeah. No! Yeah. Spoiler alert, thanks, Rob. You don't know which ones. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they all die at the end. <laughs> They're calling they, me for... You know Winter Soldier? They all die at the end, Dan. God damn it, I'm watching Mighty Ducks before I get to Winter Soldier. Shut up. Mighty Ducks is good. They all, they all die. <laughs> Hockey puck to the skull. <laughs> well, Emilio Estevez's career is dead, so, I mean. Right. I actually looked up, and I was like, wow, he's only in his late 50s? That's it? Yeah. He hasn't had anything since the last one. <laughs> Z3. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, was, he was on one episode of uh, Two and a Half Men, and he died in the first ten minutes, so. Right. Wow, his real-life brother, Charlie Sheen, really took care of him on that one. <laughs> Take a load. 
All right. So let's start off with honorable mentions. Do you guys want to go men's first, or do you want to do women first? Uh, okay. Men. All right, Rob, why don't you start off honorable? Do you have any honorable mentions for men? I have three. I mean, I have a lot more, but I narrowed it down to three. My honorable mentions are Seamus, uh, Riddle, and Karrion Cross. And I think Seamus has shown this year that he can go with everybody. And he's more than just a, you know, a big guy. I think he can actually wrestle. Uh, Riddle, I think he's enter- he can be entertaining. I think he's also a really good wrestler. And Karrion Cross, I just like the way he looks, and I like Scarlet. So uh, he's in. But I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I could see him. You want him in a round when you're starting a company. He's, he's a really good heel. All right, Freddie, you got any honorable mentions there, friend? Yeah, I've got um, I've got four. I've got Cross. I've got Big E. I've got KO and Pete Dunne. Those are my four honorable okay, any mentions. Any reason why they didn't make the list for you? Um, just because the guys that I that I had on the list, I I couldn't take them off to put them on. Pete Dunne's a good one. I don't have him on my list, but he would have been like my next one. Yeah. Like, I, I love his style. He's great as a heel. He's like that silent assassin. But, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't knock somebody else off to put him on. Oh, good, good choices by both of you. So I had four honorable mentions, and I know Rob's going to shit on me for one of them, so I'll just start off with him, Okada. Why would I, I shit on him? I figure he's probably on your list, and if... No, he's not. Okay. I feel like he... He's got this aura about him. The fans love him. He's Russell's great matches, but I just feel like for the American audience, he wouldn't necessarily translate. Uh, my other ones are, just as you had, Rob, uh, Riddle. And I think it's because Riddle in NXT I thought was awesome. On the main roster, I still like him, but I feel like Vince doesn't get him and made him look like the stoner Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High Guy for whatever reason. Uh, I had Chris Jericho. And I know he can't go like he used to, but I just think the fans love him. When he comes out, everyone's singing his theme. And he's just a guy that, yeah, all right, he goes to bat a little too much for the companies he's working for. But I think that's the kind of guy you want behind you. And the fans absolutely adore the guy. And then my last one is Aleister Black. And it's just because of his mystique and the fact that I feel like they could turn him heel or face, which is one of those things you probably want if you're choosing five people on the men's side to be part of your company. You know, it's interesting you said Okada because I picked I didn't pick him for that very reason. That I don't think he would translate to US audiences. I didn't pick anybody from New Japan actually. And there are there's some really good wrestlers there, but they need to learn how to speak English in order to, to make an impact. Yeah, so absolutely. I didn't pick any of them. All right, so let's start off with your number five. Or or did you rank them? Uh, I just picked five, I didn't rank them. Do you guys just want to do right. your five? No, okay. we'll do one at a time. I like when we go around because we want to okay. comment, we can. My first one, I picked AJ Styles for the same reason you picked Chris Jericho, except for the fact that, like, he doesn't have Jericho's personality, but he's a veteran who can be a a face or a heel, tag team or single, and you need somebody like that on your roster, right? You can plug him in wherever you need him, and he's going to make it work. I mean, look what he's doing now, right? He's working with a guy who doesn't really speak, and he's doing great. So I picked AJ first. 
Um, I don't have mine in any particular order, um, but I'll start with Jacob Fatu from MLW. Uh, he's the second coming of Umaga with a more agile skill set. He's that big man that can fly, that Samoan type, you know, Yokozuna, Umaga, you know, uh, was it Roman, Roman's brother, like these big guys that can fly around and still make it look real and not, not look their, uh, like, oh, that was horrible. But um, the dude can also go on the mic. He's got that look to him. I would definitely go with him if I'm starting as one of my five. You know, when I saw the MLW roster, I said, I know Freddie's picking Jacob Fatu. I just know it. And they WWE had him at one point, right? He was with, um, right, wasn't he with the other guys? He was with the two other guys, and they got rid of him? No, that was... Uh, that was I think I'm thinking, thinking of somebody of else. That was a, That's what yeah, I'm thinking of. You're thinking of Manu, yeah. He's the so, one that so, dropped Undertaker. That yeah, so Fatu's never been in no, no, WWE. No. The guy that so, dropped no. Fatu was um, was Deuce. Sim, Sim Snuka. Oh, yeah. what's it, Deuce? So many of them. It's like a family thing. If you're in the no-eye, you got to be a wrestler. <laughs> they should have their own federation. Well, they did. But I don't think any of us if are watching Young Rock, Rock anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I haven't watched that in weeks. It's so terrible. And it got renewed for a second season. Ugh. Yeah, I still okay. haven't caught up on that. I'm three episodes behind. But anyway. All right, good choices. Um, my number five is actually a gentleman who is not in the U.S. currently, but he has a presence. Uh, Rob and I saw his probably biggest win to most fans in person. Uh, he's six foot four. He comes out to a very classical theme, and his name is Walter, the NXT UK champion. I just feel like he's a guy with his skill set, with his mystique about him. I feel like he's a guy that you want on the roster. He could be one of your top heels, and he doesn't necessarily need to have a mouthpiece to do so. He just, that presence he has. I mean, he's got that those four guys with him that basically bow down to everything he does. I'm sorry, it might be three guys, but yeah. So, my number five that I'd have on a new company would be Walter. Okay. My only problem with Walter is I don't his interviewing skills to me aren't there, but I can definitely see it. I love him. I, I, that match with Pete Dunne was amazing. I mean, just recently with Chompa. All right. Yeah. I mean, he's good. There's no doubt. So my next pick is MJF, and I'm pretty sure I would be would be shocked if it wasn't on both your lists. But, I, you know, for all the reasons we've talked about, if he's not on there, you know, he should be, in my opinion. He's doing it all right now. Uh, monster heel, can talk, can wrestle, can piss people off, you know, knows how to be heel, and he's young. I mean, he really is someone you can build your entire roster around. So MJF is my next pick. Yeah, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I got MJF next. So exactly what Rob said is why I would – throw MJF on a roster that I'm starting. Yeah, I was going to mention him later on, but I agree. MJF is just the constant heel. We gave a prime example of why he's so awesome. He's lives the role every day, sometimes maybe too much. A top guy willing to do whatever it takes. He's not somebody that's going to 
go too far as far as his wrestling style to try to get over. He just does it with his mouth. And that's one of the things I think a good wrestler that you want to build your company behind needs to have in this day and age. He needs to be able to talk, and there's no one better in my mind as a heel right now than MJF. Okay. My next choice is actually a tag team. I picked the Lucha Brothers. I look, I watch them every week on AEW, and I sit there, like I stop whatever I'm doing to watch because they're they're off the hook amazing. Um, whether they're alone or together, I love them. And I, if I was going to pick tag teams, they would be one of the ones I would want to start with. I'd want because my first show right out of the gate would blow your mind because I would have them and I'd have another tag team like them, and I would just burn the house down. So that would be my next choice. So, okay, so you mentioned the Lucha Brothers and you mentioned another tag team. So are you also going to go with the no-selling Young Bucks? No, I would I would maybe want like uh, Jurassic Express or somebody like that. Young guys who are, you know, hungry, looking for opportunity, can, can actually run with the, the Lucha Brothers. Okay, no, that's fair. I thought Lucha Brothers was an interesting pick for you because I know you hate that guys don't sell these days, and I feel like Lucha Brothers are two prime candidates for people that don't sell very well. But Yeah, I, I mean, they are, but you I mean, if you're, you're going to go down that road, their style is, you're right, you don't see that anywhere else. And you're bringing in, you know, Mexico yeah. and Japan, that, that kind of the masks and the, the Lucha yeah. style, you're bringing in another segment yeah, that, of audience. I don't, I, I, for me, I'm more of a Penta fan. I just don't look with the face, with the face paint underneath the mask and everything. But both of them, yeah. the, the tremendous talents just need for them to sell a little bit better. Yeah, Freddie just gave us the Zero Fiato or whatever. Freddie is, Freddy is Penta, so. <laughs> Penta say, pick us third. <laughs> don't, don't say anything. Don't say anything. So my third, uh, the third guy on my list is Walter. Uh, Anthony mentioned it before. The dude's got an aura about him. He's just a beast. If he could do a little bit on the mic, it would be great. But, um, yeah, I, I'd start with him, too. All right. That's an excellent pick. So this one's going to shock you guys as well because we know how up until recently I used to shit all over AEW. But it's actually a guy who... He's really impressed me. I mean, maybe not quite on that level where you identify him as AEW, but he's really head and shoulders. This heel run has been absolutely awesome the way they've pulled it off with him and made him look the way he has. And he's got one, two, three, four, four title belts right now. And, and it's the reigning AEW Impact Wrestling and AAA Mega Champion Kenny Omega. And I think the funny thing was I wasn't sure. And after that promo he cut last night, especially with Orange Cassidy with the sunglasses and everything, I was like, all right, I, I, I can't. The, the, the guy can do it. I mean, hats off to him. I really questioned if he was going to pull it off in the American audience, and he's done it. So good for him. If I had a 10 roster, he'd certainly be on it. Like five was really hard. Ten, I could I could squeeze in someone like him, someone like Walter. But five, five was tough because you got to pick five guys, right, that you would really want to start with. So five is a challenge. My next choice is one you're probably going to – is coming out of left field, but I think he's vastly overused, underused in AEW. 
and it's Luchasaurus. He's a big man who can do a lot of things big men shouldn't be able to do. And I think he's trapped in a tag team that I don't think is a bad tag team, but he's going to – they always talk about Jungle Boy being the breakout star. I think he's the breakout star. They just got to give him a chance. He's got His problem is he doesn't talk. So, I mean, you know, at some point he may have to unmask and, you know, change his way. But I think in the end he could be someone you could see in the world title picture pushed the right way. I could actually see him as a consummate heel. And the reason why I say that is if they ever have him unveil what he truly looks like and get rid of the mask, he's actually, I think, got a PhD. I think it's in medieval history. So he could play that pompous-ass Damien Sando-type character, I would think. Mm. I, I think it would be really interesting. I've heard him on interviews. The guy is really smart as fuck. I really think you got a good pick there. Dark Horse, definitely. I'm more of a Jungle Boy fan myself to the point that I've been playing the fucking theme song nonstop and trying to memorize the lyrics. But I could see where Luchasaurus might be that Dark Horse that you want to build a company behind. He would be similar to to uh, Mortis from Canyon. Uh, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> yeah, no, no, say I'm worse saying, than Canyon were jobbers. No. No, I'm, I'm saying like in that aspect of a guy with a mask that doesn't really talk, but then transitions to a singles run. Yeah. Not not so much like okay, he sucks. Ooh, but... better than Canyon. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. All right, so um, my next guy is Finn Balor. He's a beast. He can go as a heel or a face. Um, I know he's not that young, but he's got the the demon look that he can go to. He can be your pompous asshole that he was when he was with the Bullet Club, um, and he can be your clean cut, you know, face. So for me, uh, Finn Balor. Next up. All right. Good choice. So, I, I, again, I, I don't think there's a bad choice on any of these lists, except for Anthony's. Anthony sucks. But, uh, no, kidding. I think it's a good list. <laughs> They're all good lists. I didn't even say my pick. Jeez. <laughs> so, I'm not going to go hyping him up because we already spoke about him. Uh, my, The fourth person I guarantee for my roster would be Dan O'Brien. I think he's got enough of a level head that – you want someone like him in the locker room. He doesn't necessarily need to be the top guy, so he'll put people over at the right same time. I mean, as much as I hate it, hated it, um, Kofi Mania really happened thanks to Dan O'Brien. I mean, he made the push for him. And he's a guy that I don't think necessarily needs to be full-time, but still make that presence known. So I think Dan O'Brien's the type of unselfish worker that you'd want in a fledging company like whatever one I'd start if I had the money and funds and who wants to donate a million dollars to Rob, Freddie and I, and we'll start the company. See, we're, we could kick ass at this. Only a million. We ain't getting well, that much for a million. Let's start somewhere. Anyway, next. Um, I, you know what? It's funny you say that. Cause I was, it was between AJ styles and Daniel Bryan for me. And I picked AJ styles, but Daniel Bryan is easily a, a good pick as well. Again, if I had a top 10, he'd be in it. My last choice is, Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. And I'll tell you why. The people love him. He's a different character. Of all the guys I picked, right? You've got AJ, you've got MJF, you've got Luchasaurus, you got the Lucha Brothers, and then you got totally out-of-the-box different kind of person who can actually wrestle some. 
So I picked Orange Cassidy. But again, that last choice, I was between like Pete Dunne. It was like I had five or six guys, but I went with Orange Cassidy because he's a little different than everybody else. Whatever. <laughs> Whenever. From wherever. All right. So my guy isn't. He's not going to be much of a surprise. Roman Reigns would be my last choice to start a company. So Freddie's company's name would be the Samoan Wrestling Federation. I was gonna say, why didn't you just pick Samoa Joe and uh, <laughs> and Usos well, and just right? finish it off? Bring back the Rock, <laughs> the Samoans. Like I, I've heard, you know, from the dirt sheets, Roman's a great locker room guy. He sticks up for the guys in the back. Um, he's got the look. He can go as a face. Heel has been his bread and butter so far. He can't go as a face. We don't want that. <laughs> they tried that. It didn't work. They did. But I, I kind of chalked that up to WWE, the way they booked him. But, um, yeah, I would start with Roman. It's a good pick. Speaking of, uh, let's get your opinion on this. What did you think of his new theme song? I personally think it fits him pretty well. Yeah, I think it's better. I think it's much better. Overdue. It finally gets him, gets him away from that Shield-esque type uh, theme that he had going now. By the way, I'm going to have a Steven moment for all of us. Steven's blowing off this podcast to watch Mortal Kombat. Nice. Should have... It's a good huh? movie. Oh, I, I still have to watch that one. I still it's have a to good watch movie. that one. I haven't watched it yet either. I, I heard it got terrible I've reviews, heard terrible so. reviews. I'm hoping... I feel differently because I think the original movie I liked, but um, I, I also started realizing a lot of this HBO Max release slate that they put together has been kind of disappointing. I mean, they've been good, but not great. All right. My top guy that I would build a company around, I don't think anybody should be surprised when I say this. He's a guy I've been defending for months. I feel like he should have been in the main event of WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. They had a built-in storyline already to do it if they just hit the pause button a little bit. He's a guy that could go heel. He could go face. Kevin Owens. I'd build my company around him. Okay, the silence speaks volumes. That's a good pick. It's a a good pick. doesn't agree. I don't know if I, he'd be my number one guy, but I'd like to have him on my roster, that's for sure. Well, my number one was MJF, but then I succumbed to the peer pressure. <laughs> now the so, women. Now we have our men roster. Let's move over to our women. I will admit I had a harder time with the women than the men. I didn't. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I thought I would. No, I, I honestly don't think there are that many women you can build All a right, company around. So I, I think it's a pretty easy list. Um, why don't you kick us off there, Encyclopedia? I had up to five honorable mentions. Uh, I know you're going to shit on some of these. Uh, Ronda Rousey was one. I don't care what anybody says. I think she's, be- I think I she's better than people really give her credit for, and I think she really knew how to piss the fans off and break kayfabe on the, not quite on the MJF level, but on the women's side. How many people got that kind of vitriol that she got? She's... She got Xbox. She's on maternity leave, so couldn't include her, which is also why I've never been a huge fan of her. I could see where the appeal is, so I could put my opinions to the side, but because she's still on maternity leave, Becky Lynch didn't make the list. 
Uh, Shayna Baszler was another one because I just like her style. I think it's different. It's unique from what we normally see. However, I wouldn't build a company around her. Um, I really like Hikaru Shida. I think she's interesting. She's got a different style as well, but she doesn't really seem to cut the promos very well, so I wouldn't bring her on. And then the last one that was an honorable mention because I did have five was Deanna Perrazzo, and that's mainly because I think her wrestling has improved by leaps and bounds, and she is getting better. However, every time I hear a promo, I hear her getting really nervous as she's talking, and I feel like after a year of cutting promos and impact, she should be doing better, especially because there's no audience to really screw her up. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, who's watching Impact? It's like doing it in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was doing my research, and I started playing back some of her promos. You could yell out. You yell out the window and get more and more viewers. I'm like watching the promos and I'm like, this is so eerie. It's empty arena and she still sounds nervous as fuck. It's like, come in and watch us wrestle and we'll detail your car while we're here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Freddie, you can go ahead. All right, so I've got two honorable mentions. Uh, Paige. And Charlotte are my two honorable mentions. You do realize Paige can't wrestle. I do, but still. You realize everyone hates Charlotte. Yeah. That's why she's an honorable mention for me. She can get a lot of heat. Uh, Paige is Paige. Paige. She can't wrestle anymore, but she was actually good in that general manager's role. And if she could get back into the ring by some miraculous reason, I would have thrown her in there. Freddie wants Paige in his house. Right, well, my honorable mentions are Sasha Banks, Sheeta, and Indy Hartwell because I think she's cute, and I just want to look at her backstage. So <laughs> my my company, I can do what I want. <laughs> but she might not sign with you because Dexter Loomis isn't on the roster. We can fill out the roster. We can we can right. fill out the roster. She can fill out a bathing suit. So. All right. All right. Go ahead. What's your first pick? Uh, Believe it or not, as much as I really hate to say this, the fact of the matter is she has a presence. She could definitely go, and she's probably the greatest women's wrestler out there right now. As much as I hate to say it, and I would tweak her character because I agree with what Rob said for the last several months. I hate to say it to Charlotte. Ooh, I hate your company. That's fine. I mean, look, in the ring, who's better than her? I can tell you she is not on my yeah, list. Yeah, I, I realize that you already kind of alluded to that. Shocker. Shocker right? on that one. Well, look, I, if I wanted a one-dimensional character, I'll get, you know, somebody else. <laughs> so, Freddie, who you got? Uh, I've got Becky Lynch as my one of mine. Um, I know she, she's on maternity leave right now, but when she's in there, she's she's money. I know she, uh, she's got the weird accent and her promos aren't the best, but her character was on fire. And that's going to sell a lot of merch. Okay. All right, well, I'm out, I, I can actually put this one as my number one because she's the first person I thought of, and I'm sure you guys know who it is because I've spoken about her praises a trillion times, but it's my girl, Bailey. All right. She can do it all. all right. She can talk she can wrestle she can be good she can be bad um so that's my girl that's my first i sign her right off the bat everyone else is falls in line 
All right, nice picks. Nice that's picks. a great pick. Yeah, that's a great pick. All right, uh, my fourth person uh, we're ranked for is actually from AEW. She's my only AEW pick, and I don't think you guys are going to be surprised with this. She's absolutely fucking killed it as a heel, and I think she's going to get her due finally at Double or Nothing, and that is Britt Baker, D-M-D. I have her too. I have no problem with that. That's a good pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. My, I still, every time I think of her, I think of her sitting there with her leg in the air, sending Tony Schiavone notes over a clothesline, <laughs> and I'm like, she at that point I was like, she don't even have to wrestle for me. She's money. She no, she's can't wrestle, and yet she's making me talk about her. Yeah, so I, and I don't know if it was Adam Cole that helped get her to that level. I mean, we know she could pull it off as a face, but she definitely is a kick-ass heel. I think she's really killing it, and I really hope they end. Cheetah's one-year reign with Britt Baker. I've been calling for this for several months, and it's overdue. It's time. We better get it done on Double or Nothing. You hear me, Tony Khan? Okay. He's not listening to us. He's not. <laughs> he might be one of the six. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to echo what you said, Encyclopedia. Britt Baker's was my number four on my list. Yeah, me so. too. Me too. All right, what's your next pick? I thought I was going to get a break to drink my Broken Skull IPA. Um, drink on your own time. My number three is my lone representative from NXT. Uh, she's a former champion, really carried it for a while uh, during this pandemic era. Uh, and I think it's just because her style is so different, but she could still speak the broken English just enough that she could pull it off. I would go with Yosha Rai as my number three. That's a good pick. I have her on my list as my number, kind of my number three as well. So for all the reasons you said. My number three is Raquel Gonzalez. She's that monster heel that you can have your faces chase. You know, uh, I just think her look is really good. She has that intimidation factor, size, all that stuff. So Raquel Gonzalez at number three for me. All right, so my number two is a former SmackDown, Raw, and NXT Women's Champion, a former Tag Team Champion. She has not necessarily won the big match, so to speak, here and there, although she did finally do that at this past Hell in a Cell. And she really helped put over a rising star on the SmackDown side recently, and it's the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Uh, she could do it as a heel. She could do it as a face. I think she's a better heel than she is a face. And I really, yeah. Freddie, I don't even know if I should bother with the rest of the list because you you basically matched mine. But anyway. I have I have other women. So if you guys just want to bow out, I'll wait, do my wait, list too. Wait, in addition too. to your wife? Wow, you're impressive. Hey, man, I got five wow. women. Nice. You said, you said. Sexy women, time. So. Look at you. All right, so my other choice is um, I have Rhea Ripley. I think given time, she'll be a top performer. She still has to work on her promos, but from what Anna read today, she's working in an acting class trying to get better. She can already do it in the ring. Um, You know, Raquel Gonzalez, I think, needs some work. I think she's still relying on Dakota Kai right now, so if I was going to bring her in, I'd want them both. Um, so that's why I didn't pick her and I picked Rhea cause I think Rhea is a little further along, 
but I can definitely see they're almost interchangeable to me. Like I think the few they had in XT, they're going to have again at some point on the main roster. Yeah, that'll be a WrestleMania match at some point. And then on my other choice, I have Eva Marie. No, I'm kidding. I wrote it down, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't write it seriously. I was going to do that first. <laughs> I wouldn't let her sweep my dressing room. I, I'd be like, no. My last choice is Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa impressed me when her and Britt Baker did that hardcore match. Um, they really went for it. And, you know, you, a lot of times you'll see women, they don't like, go for it when they get in those hardcore type matches. They don't want to, you know, risk getting hurt. They don't want to bleed. I mean, they went nuts during that match. And I think, um, you know, again, representing the, the, you know, the Spanish part of the audience. And, you know, she's got she's a veteran. So I think she could be a, be helpful to some of the younger t- talent. So I put her down on my list. Yeah, my other two were Sasha and Bailey. So it was basically the same as uh, Encyclopedia. I so. actually didn't get to say Bailey yet, but yeah. yeah. I mean, we know my love for Bailey. I I actually <laughs> did get a photo with her, kind of forced her to take a photo with me. But anyway. Now she got out of my basement, oh, but that's okay. <laughs> She's available, folks. She did break up with uh, Nightmare Factory member Aaron Solo. No longer engaged. Yeah, right. Bailey, look out. Encyclopedia's yeah, right. after you. But in all seriousness, <laughs> yeah, Bailey heel face she could do it all so uh that that that, that yeah, was my number one is was freddy so all right yeah i think that's a wrap folks yeah so next, exactly. next week i'd like to talk about the pillman shows if you guys get a chance to watch them if yes. i'm on oh that's right you're gonna be in oh wait, freddy it may just be the dream team next week oh, oh, oh. it's an iconic episode Can oh my god that? Freddie, he said that last week, too, when you weren't on. Hey, Freddie, <laughs> you should do the fo- top five. We should come up with something top five encyclopedia. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> encyclopedia, we will be expecting thoroughly... We need uh, thorough notes for you. Comprehensive notes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we would like... I was just going to do my picks for the show and not even for the um, – what, what is that event coming up? Oh, I'm sorry. WrestleMania Backlash. Great marketing, WWE. I, would, I need a paragraph from you on, on each match, please. <laughs> at least. Start now. At least. People suffer through three hours of Raw week. Do we really want to do that? They're not giving me enough to – Oh, absolutely. And Freddie and I are going to do our best impression of you. WrestleMania. <laughs> so. Well, the theme parks do close uh, at 8 o'clock, so you might have me after all. Hey, Freddie, next week you should be the encyclopedia and I'll be Stevie G. Let's go. Yes, let's go. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, man. But yes, we will definitely bring you guys next week a breakdown from the um, Dark Side of the Ring episodes of Brian Tillman. Uh, we got to see him. Encyclopedia hasn't caught up yet. But um, if you guys do get a chance, check out Pro Wrestling Tees. They did bring out a lot of his um, four or five new t shirts. So a Hollywood Blondes one, a Flying Brian one that reminded me of his old school white one that he had. So um, if you guys get a chance, check those out. If you're fans of Brian Tillman, of course. All right. So with with that being said, www.thesportsfrenzypodcast.com, The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, and The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week.
Peace.